On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. What makes Smart Food so smart? It's Air Pop Popcorn. Tossed in white cheddar cheese, only 70 calories per cup. A notorious black bag of popcorn deliciousness. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. It's whenever you're listening to this, and you know what that means. It's the WrestleWolf Podcast AEW Review. I'm uh, your co-host, Dr. Damian Gibson, DMD. I can't do that without doing the finger thing now. Uh, and joining me for the second week in a row is the main man, the man, the analy- the best analyzer of wrestling since Taz. Remember Taz's analytics? Well, anyway, uh, Paulie T, how are you going? <laughs> hey, dude, I've got my own microphone. I'm feeling very special. Rather mm-hmm. than rather than dialing in from parts unknown, I feel like I'm in the same room as you now. It's a, <laughs> I feel very serious, ready to be really serious and talk about silly things. Uh, let's get straight into it. CM Punk is the uh, first wrestler to arrive on Dynamite because we're in Chicago, so this makes complete sense. CM Punk gets a huge pop, um, and he gets into the ring and gets interrupted by MJF, who unleashes one of the best Comedy Central roasts I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Uh, He brings up the fact that CM Punk's only done the pipe bomb, his UFC career, quitting, uh, being a little bitch. Uh, Punk then reaches for the mic and says that he's disappointed. Uh, and that <laughs> that MJF is a low res uh, Miz, sorry, ro- low rent Miz. Uh, MJF comes back at him and less says famous that, actually, less famous. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> but that's much better. That's why CM Punk is CM Punk, and I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, MJ, <laughs> MJF says that uh, he's old and an ass kisser, and that he's PG Punk, which I thought was pretty pretty great. Uh, and they might as well be spruiking loyalty, hustly, hustling, and respect. Uh, the only problem is that MJF can see him uh, and then says that Punk's always been second best, name-checking Cena again and Triple H. Uh, then Punk says that uh, he was scared when he came back to wrestling, but he's not anymore and he's definitely not scared of MJF. Uh, he says that MJF talks too much, so much so that he doesn't realise he's been replaced as a pillar by Britt Baker. That gets a huge pop. Uh, Zing! And that the only way he will be champ is if Tony can't, if we wait around for Tony Khan to have a daughter and MJF marries her. Now, Triple H dig! So many Triple H digs. <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, this is the kind of pro wrestling segments that I live for. Uh, and I think anyone who listens to the, the podcast would know that. I'm interested to hear what you thought of this. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I took I took so many notes because there was so much going on. Um, it was it was it, it was it was so much fun. Uh, it, 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 it was just exactly what people had been waiting for, especially when we we'd gotten that first tease last week that it was gonna happen. We were just mm. thinking this is going to be promo heaven. And uh, they did not disappoint. Um, 
it probably could have been edited. Probably a few, a few things could have been uh, cut out, and I think they actually had to cut. They had to trim out a, a few minutes off uh, matches later in the show, unfortunately, because it did go on a bit long. But it was, it was, it was great. Um, I, I, I really, I was really impressed at how well both uh, managed to keep their their straight face um uh when they were and and not and not blink when they were you know right up staring at each other within a few inches of each other yeah it's very well done very mm. very well done um a couple of other little bits that i picked up that um i i enjoyed i mean he started off uh the, the when 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 mjf started yabbering on um the crowd were super hot and they remained super hot throughout the whole thing mm. they um they started with the shut the f up chant and he just turned around and said no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty good um he said that he couldn't imagine a straight edge man could look so much like a meth addict oh oh i uh, thought that was uh i thought it was pretty harsh mike a uh, girlfriend thinks that Sam Punk is ridiculously handsome to the point where I've started getting <laughs> jealous of Sam Punk because <laughs> she doesn't shut the fuck up about it. Uh, he made reference to um, the the UFC career, saying that um, uh, he, he was going to do something that would be just as brief as his UFC career or something. I don't know. Knock him down or something. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, when then Punk said, uh, "I had no idea your name was Maxwell the entire time. I thought it was MJF um, was for my jealous fan." Uh, <laughs> uh, making a point of the fact that um, CM Punk uh, is uh, um, featured in a poster on MJF's wall, and <laughs> yeah. there is there is footage of uh, of. of uh, Maxwell as a as a teenager with um, uh, actually um, no I'm remembering slightly wrong there there is footage of MJF getting an autograph signed by 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 uh, CM Punk at some some mm. event when he was Making a teenager great, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, let me see. Um, he was he was ragging on on CM Punk for his his baby face promos, like um, uh, lapping up the pops in each city that he's going to. Mm. Um, and and I did like when he came back later and said, um, uh, and uh, you know for this for this uh, this this these great people here in Chicago. And yes, I am enjoying being here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Um, and uh, Maxwell says uh, that I represent everything about this business that you hate. I was made for this, but you had to work your tail off. Um, and mm. uh, uh, after all your second, oh yeah, after all your sacrifices, you've been nothing more than second best. Um, there was yeah, look, it, it, it went and on, and and when um, oh, actually, this was really good. So, uh, MJ, uh, sorry, Punk says to MJF, you just enrolled yourself in a new college your parents can't afford. You talk <laughs> yeah. too much. Yeah, just like me back in the day, except I would always back it up. You can't back up shit without your backup. FTR, mm. Spears, Wardlow. I never mentioned you in interviews because I never had to. I went for the heart and soul of AEW, Darby, and boy, that chews you up. I beat Darby Allen and I didn't need a ring to do it. <sighs> Yeah, so good, so good. It's brilliant because it it um you know not to 
I, you know, I really don't want to bring up the Fed that that much, but they constantly do storylines and stuff where things just aren't referenced. And AEW is constantly referencing their own stories, which mm. just build like it's just great world building. You know, like Punk references the fact that he's wrestled Darby Owen and beaten him, and also references the fact that Darby's just wrestled MJF, but MJF had to be a heel to beat him. It's just. It's so simple. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, one of one thing out of that segment that did leave me um, really sort of scratching my head was the last bit where he said that he wants to punch him in his little needle dick. Um, <laughs> why, why why do you want to punch his dick? Because it'll uh. hurt. Because <laughs> it'll hurt real bad. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I thought this was uh, I thought this was all exceptional. Um, this led to CM Punk having hit. So this was all <laughs> in kayfabe. This was all uh, interrupting the big match between CM Punk and QT Marshall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the factory. Oh, I'll go through this, even though I'm not quite sure why I'm bothering Paulie, but we'll go through it anyway. The factory gets kicked out of the ringside area. QT Marshall is getting a lot of offense in in this match. He is. uh, For a long time. And I understand that the story that's being told here is that Punk may not be at his best, that he's old man Punk. It's like old man Logan, you know, Um, and that he's just sort of scrapping by and the MJF's in his head a little bit. But a QT Marshall Sam Punk match should not go for seven or eight minutes. And it should not have QT Marshall getting the majority of the offense in. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, look, I can see why you would say that. Um, but a- a- as you've already said, th- th- there's a story to be told. And you could imagine if it was just a, a squash match, um, it it doesn't it doesn't paint the right picture. Yeah, no, I get that. But I just don't – like it shouldn't be QT Marshall. It should be someone that's a little higher up the card so when they push Sam Punk, it's a bit more believable. I just don't believe QT Marshall could push one of the greatest wrestlers of all time to an eight-minute match. <laughs> I just don't. Like, mm. it, it was. Uh, I was very aware that I was watching a, a pre-organized fighting match. Yeah. Um, look, uh, he's uh, as far as I know, he's a um, he has all the abilities. Like he he, he trains wrestlers. He knows he, he's, he can do stuff. You know, sort of by the textbook. He, um, and so he's, he's he's able to work. But he's got very little demeanor to generate any kind of heat or pops. Like mm. he's just like he's eh, just a guy. <laughs> yeah, and I just you know like he's Cody's best mate, and it just feels. Like it just feels like nepotism, and the like the the roster is so stacked. You know, it could be wrestling anyone. I mean, there's a anyway, anyway. Uh, I mean, it's still a thousand times better than anything on the other channel. But I, I just was like, oh man, you too, Marshall. Anyway, uh, Punk ends up getting the win, um, and uh, the first thirty-five minutes of this episode of Dynamite featured Sam Punk. Uh, so yeah Damo was a happy boy yeah and I think it's a clear statement of intent from Tony Khan that he's um he's going to utilize the talents that he that he has I don't have any problem with that man you know like I think if you've got big stars like that as long as the promos are interesting 
you don't want to you don't want it to become raw where we get a 15 20 minute promo where no one really says anything every week but if it's something like this where it's Sam Punk and MJF just trading like basically doing a rap battle for, yeah. <laughs> for 20 minutes then I'm into it uh, next up, we had Christian and Jurassic Express do a promo. Christian tells us that Jurassic Express are the number one contenders in the tag division, which I was a little surprised at. They are. Um, and that they will win the belts this time as they have the momentum and they also have Christian Cage in their corner. Uh, are we getting a heel turn for Christian? Um, a very slow heel turn? I, I don't know about that, but um, uh, when it comes to our perspective of the uh, heel persona that we've got from Mr. Danielson, uh, he's come out and said, um, uh, well, actually, I, I, I heard somebody else say, it's not a heel turn, it's a heel reveal. He was never actually a babyface. <laughs> but then then in, a, in another, um, another publication, I, I heard uh, Danielson said that uh, I'm not a heel. Uh, this is, uh, I'm, just, I'm just there to fight. <laughs> that's great so interesting interesting um when it comes to christian yeah i didn't get that but yeah maybe maybe i don't know just it seemed a bit suspicious of like they will definitely this win this time because i'm there you know it's just like mm, maybe we're gonna get captain charisma <laughs> back uh next up we had eddie kingston um he's in catering uh, referencing last week, which I thought was very nice. Uh, he shouts out Mox. And then we get 2.0 and Garcia interrupting him in catering, which I thought was even more hilarious. <laughs> and uh, a very nice touch. 2.0 bring up the fact that Eddie uh, couldn't help Mox. And um, Eddie loses it, which he would. Garcia throws hot coffee in Eddie's face. Uh, there's a pull apart and we cut back to the ring. Uh, what do you think of this? Uh, look, I, I'm not, I'm not too hot on 2.0 and, and, and Daniel Garcia, I have to admit. So, um, oh. uh, I, 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 I just think they're, they're just chewing up time. Uh, there, there are plenty of other, plenty of other talents out there that could be, it could be to deserve, deserve more airtime. Oh, that's really interesting. I would have thought you were, I mean, 2.0, I can see like, I, I I'm kind of at the point of like, when are they going to wrestle? <laughs> you know, they've been around for like two months. I think they've had one match. But Garcia, I, I see real potential in. I thought, I thought he would have been right up your street. Ah, look, um, uh, I, I'm, we're, we're ready and willing to uh, to be to be, to be um, uh, sold on him. And, and uh, that's happened with uh, a few of the talents. Uh, like, for example, um, uh, Dante Martin, like... Um, yeah, I was uh, the same. You know, it took a while. It took yeah. a while, and then all of a sudden, it just you know really pushed me over the edge. And like, okay, I'm a fan now. Yeah, I was the same with Dante Martin. Um, someone that it's gonna, I think, it's gonna take a long while for me to get on board with uh, is Gun Club. They've got a match against Bear Country, who I love, mm. and this is a squash match. Uh, Bear Boulder lifts Billy Gun above his head, which was pretty cool. Um, does Billy Gunn have a necklace tattoo that's new? I'm not aware of it. I don't know. I have not seen. <laughs> I think he might. I don't know whether that's been there since the Attitude Era and I just never, that was the first time I noticed it was this week or whether <laughs> a 58-year-old man has gone out and got a neck tattoo. One of the, one of the t- like either way, it's not, it's not good. Uh, this is a squash match that really got no reaction from the crowd uh, when Gun Club win. 
of course, this is all setting up. Sting coming to the stage. Uh, Darby hits a shoulder tackle out of nowhere on Austin Gunn that I thought had, had legitimately killed Austin Gunn. Um, <laughs> the gun club scurries off, and we're setting up this continuing feud between gun club and the spooky boys. What do you think? Uh, you, 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 stole, you stole my thunder there. I, I totally thought Austin was dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was freaky. That uh, that dive that he took from the tunnel and to hit him on the ramp, just right in the head. It's just whoa. I don't think I've seen <laughs> that before. I don't think I've seen someone run from backstage to hit a move like that, like a pre-planned, like you know, kayfabe, a pre-planned run from the back and hit someone on the ramp when they're not <laughs> expecting it. Like you sting as the bait, and then. I loved it because it also means that the baby faces are smarter than the heels, which I always love. <laughs> um, one thing I picked up at the beginning of this match was it, it, the, the graphic showed that Colton is undefeated 34 to 0. 34 matches he's been in. Yeah, dark elevation doesn't <laughs> count, man. You can't, you can't be putting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we could have a separate episode about the about dark and dark elevation and whether it's relevant and whether they should even have those shows anymore. But um, it does feel a bit like a cheat day when AEW say things like, well, wins and losses matter, and then they build up the wins and losses on shows, on their YouTube shows. I mean, it's st- I suppose it's still legitimate. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't do that. <laughs> but no. um, I mean, the, the, yeah. the main, the main uh, dynamite talent, don't appear on those shows uh, much. Um, so, so the majority of their wins and losses are uh, the, the you know Dynamite and Rampage um, or, or uh, pay per view uh, records. Mm. Um, so, anyway, there's that. Um, so, I, I didn't know that both of the um, both of the members of Bear Country are called Bear until this match. Yes. <laughs> so <that> was- <laughs> Yeah, I like and, them. Um, they were a real throwback. I think they, you know, I think they could be something in the future, like a big monster yeah. heel tag team. My wife reckons that um, the uh, the AEW shop is is missing out. That they should definitely sell the Bear Country um, uh, outfits, and they would be very popular, especially for bike <laughs> riders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would um, be. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, one point of the night when I, as opposed to last week and completely, and I'll say this throughout the rest of the, my impression of this week, um, I picked up that, uh, JR said something really funny. Uh, he said, uh, when they referred to, um, one of the bears, uh, I can't remember what their surnames are. Um, he said, oh, he's the big hairy one. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I noticed I'll- that. I'll take this opportunity to uh, to 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 wish the old man uh, very well. Um, mm. I hope he's going to be uh, successful during his twenty-two uh, days of radio. No, um, I think he's having radi- 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 radiation therapy. Yeah, he um, is. and um, he's not expected to be back on on the desk until uh, at least the uh, sort of New Year's Eve period. So uh, uh, get well, rest up, and we look forward to seeing you back, uh, amusing us and and enlightening us. Yeah, I hope you get well as well, Jim. That's it. Uh, (laughs) 
No, I do. I mean, I said this last week as well. I, I, I hope he gets. I hope he gets better, uh, and everything is good with um, Jr. And I don't know. Maybe while he's recuperating, he could um, learn some wrestlers' names and their moves and stuff. You know. Uh, uh, oh look, oh, there, there, there was one other. There was one other comment here that I thought was really lovely, really funny, and clever. Um, Tony Shivani said, uh, "Billy needs to go pick up his kid," and that was after Darby was killed. Yeah, Darby killed him on the good. ramp. Tony, uh, uh, Tony has been the better pickup out of uh, he and Jr. I think. I think when they were both signed, there was a lot of talk about Jr. being a huge signing. I really think Tony has been a massive signing for him. There's so many roles that he plays in the in the company, whether it's hosting their podcast or commentating. Yeah. He does backstage interviews. He, he gets it, like you know, just all the stuff that he does with Brit. Comment like that. He gets the. He just gets AEW. He's just he's just slotted in. Perfectly. Uh, speaking of people who have come to AEW, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish get interrupted by the best friends, uh, although kind of the weak version of the best friends. Um, I thought Cole was a little shaky in this promo. Essentially, a, a tag team is a tag team match is set up for yeah. uh, Rampage. Uh-huh. What do you? What did you? I thought Adam Cole was a bit nervous in this promo. Did you pick up on that, or am I being nitpicky? I, I didn't didn't pick up on that, um, but um, uh, look, just because uh, Bobby with Fish was involved, uh, I, I I was thinking that um, it was remarkable how much um, focus that he's had since he has joined the promotion. Mm. Like, and in, in, obviously, you can look at someone like CM Punk or Daniel Bryanson and think they've gone on every show. Um, or maybe, you know, they might have missed a rampage here or there, but, mm. you know, they've been on uh, every Dynamite. But uh, so is Bobby Fish, and he's got a much lower profile. So, mm. um, yeah, very interesting to see how much focus he's been given. And maybe that does suggest that we um, we, we are really looking forward to a uh, uh, undisputed, undisputed era, era. Mm. Um, uh, reformation. Oh, yeah. Well, Adam, I saw Adam Cole tweeting uh, this morning about Kyle O'Reilly. So I think it's um, uh, likely absolute done deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> uh, next up, we're in a boardroom that I've never seen before. This is a, a interior that we haven't seen of AEW. Uh, and Team Taz offered Dante Martin a contract and he signs it, leaving Leo Rush in, the, in his wake. Uh, this swerved me, man. I did not. I just expected this to sort of go through the motions. Team Taz offer a contract. Dante's like, no, I'm a face. I'll see you guys in the ring. No. <laughs> Dante Martin signs the contract. He's part of Team Taz. What did you the, think of this? Uh, this story doesn't end here. No way. They're going to they're gonna do some kind of uh, double, t- double, t- double turn or... Um, uh, swerve on on Team Taz, or mm. maybe maybe there'll be a um, there'll be a match set up against uh, Leo and someone else, and then that's when he'll do a um, uh, you know they'll a turn a, a double turn, turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a big show. What's that terminology that I'm I'm struggling to think of when you're talking about when you think about a like a spy who works for two countries? Double agent. There we. <laughs> That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, um, there was one other thing announced just a minute ago in the program, and that was that we have something on the January the 8th in Charlotte, a show called Battle of the Belts. Yeah. 
Do you know anything? I didn't. The only reason I didn't make a note of it is because I didn't know anything about it. So, <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't look like a fool. But I'd like to. I'd like to um, put out uh, you know, ideas, theories. Now, I, I uh, my best guess is that um, we're going to have the uh, the world champ versus the TNT champ, and the world champ in the women's versus the TBS champ. Um, yeah, right. But, um, I mean, so what th- else could you do? I don't know. <laughs> so do you think that would be Hangman Page versus Sammy Guevara? At this point, yes. Yeah. Well, it, Brit, the women's one, I think, definitely, because that's Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. almost 100% sure that Thunder Rosa is going to be the TBS champion, especially after the match that we're going to review in a second. But um, So, spoiler alert. Uh, and then what would be the or or um i mean i'm i'm not i'm not completely maybe you got lucha bros versus ftr or the triple a tags versus the aw tag uh yeah 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 that's quite maybe um new japan maybe a new japan champion Mm, i like it yeah. Because I don't know why. I mean, it would just be a fun thing. I mean, it's kind of the old Clash of Champions um, idea, like the old NWA Clash of Champions, WCW Clash of Champions thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why Adam Page and Sammy Guevara would go up against each other. And the only thing I can think of is maybe an inner circle Dark Order type feud. But Jericho's got to leave soon. He's got a fuzzy tour that you're going to. So <laughs> he um, he's not going to be around for a couple of months. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works out. Well, I thought he was not going to be around six months ago because they were touring, but he managed to just keep on appearing on TV every week. I think he's only missed one show. Uh, it's bizarre how he managed to, <laughs> managed to organize that so well. Who knows? Um, I am interested, though. It was definitely something that I was like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. But I just didn't know what the hell it would be. I'm sure we'll learn more about it over the next couple of weeks. Of course. I'm not completely convinced that um, that uh, Ruby Soho is not going to be the TBS champ. I think uh, it might be a Thunder Rosa. Well, let, let's quickly go through the Thunder Rosa Jamie Hayter quarterfinal, and then we can talk about the TBS tournament. Conveniently, so we can. Uh, Thunder Rosa... Uh, versus Jamie Hayter in the quarterfinal of the TBS tournament. Thunder Rosa is so over. It's not funny. I think she yep. might be more over than Britt. I, I can't think, and Britt Baker's pretty over. I can't think of too many other people besides <laughs> maybe Danielson and Punk. Britt Baker's uh, over. And as, Hangman. Then. Britt, ba- Britt Baker's over as a babyface, and she's supposed to be a heel. <laughs> yeah. But, pe- but people just love. Rose, I mean, I do. It's not. I'm not like I'm sitting here going, "Why?" I mean, like I love her as well. But yeah, it's just the first thing you notice when she comes out here with people like yeah, <laughs> when Thunder Rosa comes out. I totally agree. I reckon she's awesome. Uh, these girls are hitting each other hard in this match. You bet. Um, really hard shots. Yeah. Britt Baker and Rebel uh, get involved, and I thought this because uh, I thought Jamie Hayter was going to win this. This was the match of the night. Um, uh, certainly so far. Um, I think that later on there was some very interesting stuff in the um, in the multi man match, but this was a higher quality. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, I um, just on the on the point of the um, the interference finishes, 
compared to compared to the federation where uh, we expect that um, you know fifty percent of matches end in DQs mm, and, and the a, other fifty are as surprise roll-ups. Yeah, and <laughs> and A uh, and W. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't <laughs> they? Don't no, <laughs> they don't. They don't finish matches that way. No, they're very nice. Um, uh, they and yeah, they they they're. I don't think I've ever seen a DQ. There's probably going to be one sometime soon, maybe. But um, they 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 just don't do it, which I love. However, back to the point, there are too many interferences in matches. However, having said that, they are often um, flipped like what happened in this in this match, where the interference was foiled or failed, more to the point, and the um, the, the the deserved winner got over in the end. So you're like, oh, don't do the interference, and then oh oh good, how oh, they stuffed it up. Okay, that's all right. But yeah, I wish they would do fewer interferences. I guess it's mm. just um, that, that's the way that they book heels. Heels have to do something dastardly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas, like, I, I agree with you, but I, yeah, I mean, I, me personally, I think you can quite easily uh, tell a story with a heel in it and not have to have. Uh, friends come in and help out but having said that i do really like factions and i do really like the idea of like a wrestling company almost being like a prison and you've got to form a gang to survive <laughs> because uh you know the everyone in here is a trained professional fighter who can kick the shit out of you so it makes sense to to make friends well, with people but yeah I, I agree with you especially when it's too quality you know jamie hayter's a good wrestler Oh, uh, this and, was so uh, fun to watch. Both of those girls were just just kicking the shit out of each other. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And so I can completely understand, especially in this match, where it's like, oh, do we need the Gaga? Probably not. It doesn't you know? It doesn't really add anything, except that sort of height and like, oh no, Thunder Rose is not going to get the win, and then she does, and people pop a bit more. But um. Next up, we had 2.0 interrupt Jericho now. <laughs> so Jericho is doing all his Jericho stuff. Uh, <sighs> 2.0 come out, uh, and then he calls one of the, I don't know which one's which, uh, he calls 2.0 an ugly square bob, uh, SpongeBob square pants or whatever the hell his name is. Square head. Um, and so that's a thing now. Uh, but we don't get to hear what's next for Jericho, which was I was actually interested to find out. <laughs> I could have done with a lot less name calling and find out what's next for for Jericho. Yeah, yeah there's not really much to say about this. Move along. Yeah, let's move <laughs> on to Brits uh, having a Thanksgiving dinner at AEW backstage because, of course, you would. Uh, and then Tony, who brings a microphone to Thanksgiving dinner, tells her that she has a number one contenders match against Riho on Rampage. Uh, Britt's very upset, um, says that Tony can't come to the Christmas party and that they're not going to do the DMD because he's ruined it. <laughs> you've ruined Halloween and now you've ruined Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's great. It's great. 
they have such good chemistry together. I love it. I love Rebel's uh, face acting in the background as well. Heaps of fun, you know? Yep. It was. Uh, next up, we've got the assassin, the 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 tooth killer, uh, Brian Danielson versus Cole Cabana. Who came out from the face tunnel. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that as well. <laughs> we're, we're such fucking marks. Oh, came out from the face tunnel that he's still killing people. Um, this a mate of mine said this might be the most Damian Gibson match ever wrestled in the history of wrestling. And um, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty happy to be watching Cole Cabana versus Brian Danielson on TV. Uh, Colt hits a moonsault uh, that was pretty amazing. Uh, but um, really, Brian Danielson tears Colt apart in this match. Colt doesn't get too much offense in. Uh, I'm loving Angry Danielson. He shows that uh, he shows the kicked the teeth that he kicked out uh, of Cole Cabana's. Yeah. Uh, then we get a shot of Cole Cabana legitimately spitting teeth out, um, and then Tony comes to the ring to interview Brian Danielson. He says he's going to carry on kicking the heads in of the Dark Order, and that he will kick the head in of the Hangman eventually. Of course, Hangman's music hits. Hangman Page comes down to the ring. He challenges Brian Danielson to a title match right here in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Brian refuses. <laughs> and uh, I, what I do like about Brian sort of ducking Hangman here is that he does have a legitimate, you know, in inverted commas, excuse each time. You know, last week he didn't want to give him an excuse. This week he's wrestled a match like... There is some motivation behind it. I do really enjoy that. Uh, Brian refuses the match. Uh, he slaps Hangman. There's a bit of a scuffle, and then Danielson jumps out of the ring because he is a heel no matter what tunnel he comes out of. Uh, <laughs> and um, this was great. I loved all of this. What do you think of it? Well, uh, the um, the Danielson and Colt match, uh, I mean, they're two of my, two of my favorite performers. Uh those guys, yeah, they really killed it. Uh, I, I loved how they, they started off with lots of locks, lots of technical wrestling holds, submissions and counters. It was just like, oh, oh, what are they going to do now? Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Yeah. It was really fun. And then there was, there was some uh, really hard, hard chops and those standard sort of sit-up kicks that Danielson does. Um, we, uh, uh, Cabana, uh, Colt Cabana um, uh, avoided one of Danielson's flying knees and then um, got a got a barrage of slaps and punches in. Danielson did a, a, a release German su- suplex, dropping uh, Cabana on his on his head, and then did a um, a running got a running knee in. It was just, and and then you know he ended up with the LaBelle lock, um, which I think I've seen only once or twice before um, on in during this run. He does vary his um, vary his finishes. That's really cool. Hmm. And where Danielson was showing off his trophies at the end, wow, that was great, great work. Yeah, um, the mic was not hot this week, so I didn't hear any um, ringside um, swearing going on. <laughs> no, the swearometer really had dropped down from last week. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, so Daniel, when Danielson was 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 asking the crowd like that, uh, whether, whether or not what's the difference between his debut in Chicago or this 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 uh, outing? Uh, is it is it me or is it you? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fickle. I'm not fickle. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little callback to his heel character in 
in the federation yeah um uh, look uh, the uh, the segment with with hangman i loved i like it was it was nice and short and they didn't dick around with it it was really Mm. built some great atmosphere and made you feel very excited about the um the match coming up they did that really well yeah i mean that's what i I mean aw does builds especially for the for the big feuds so well you know um yeah so we've got our main event now uh malachi black andrade and ftr versus cody rhodes pack and the lucha bros uh look there's obviously some good wrestling in this match because of the people involved uh Cody throws his dumb belt into the crowd. It gets thrown back. Uh, Chicago's having a lot of fun with Cody. <laughs> he throws it back into the crowd oh, and man. some nerd holds onto it. Oh, man. Uh, then we end up with Tully and Arn squaring off in the ring and then they both punch Andrade's manager instead. So maybe are we going to get an Arn and Tully tag team run? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um and then uh, this leads to Malachi hitting the Black Mist on Pack. Uh, Andrade gets the pin. There was so much happening in this match. I, I've just left it very simple. What did What did you think of this? Um. Well. <laughs> yes, you're right. There was uh, uh, Andre uh, El Ilo, Spooky Black, uh, Penta, Ray Phoenix, Pack. And there was someone else. I think it was Homelander from The Boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. When when Homelander threw threw his belt into the crowd, and it was thrown back, I lost my shit. Uh, well, okay. To put it more clear, more concisely, I lost my concentration on the match. I was just like, uh, "What just happened? That's so awesome." <laughs> Yeah, that's really the big... T- JR said, like, that's all anyone will talk about in this match. And I was like, you're dead right, JR. <laughs> like, he was saying it as if we were a bunch of dumb marks and that's all we'll talk Like, you know, but that is that is the story, though. You know what I mean? Like, and it's this whole thing of, like, do people genuinely hate Cody or are we all getting swerved and Cody is eliciting this reaction from us? I don't... I genuinely don't know. I have a gut feeling that he is and but because i mean they tell such long-term storytelling the first thing cody did on aw television was smash a throne that looked like triple h's yeah uh so i feel like all of this is him trying to <laughs> be the triple h of aw but in a kayfabe sense um because then when you see videos of him and cm punk during the week with the tiktok kid did you see that yep yep yeah um, he's not acting like that in those videos. So, you know, it's very, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, he's, Cody's doing such a good job that, uh, people are really getting wrapped up in it. I think. Do you think that, or do you think this is just poor? I, I, th- I think this is the, you can't see, see me man refusing to go heal. <laughs> But uh, do you reckon he would? I reckon he'd go heel. Cody? I think this is all part of a story. I feel like I feel like it is. 
I hope so. I hope it's not what you're saying because then that means that we've got trouble in AEW already. <laughs> That's the last thing we need. No, I, yeah. I, I, the, the less I see of Cody on TV, the better. Um, because there, I mean, I, uh, look, I don't want to dig too deep on this, but um, there are things like how he, um, he's got the golden shovel. Like he, he, he aside from well, when, when, when Black turned up, he got, did he get the first two wins and then he won, then Cody won the last one? Yeah. I think that was it. But um, pretty much uh, with 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 most other new um, performers to the to the organization, he's just buried them, and it's really it's really really boring to watch. Uh, mm. And then there's the, the the fact that he'll just uh, you know disappear for six months and go and do a TV show. And um, whereas you see someone like Chris Jericho in in his fifties wrestling every week, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Um, but you think Cardi, Cardi, who the fuck is Cardi? You think Cody would be smart enough to know all of that, though, right? Uh, you'd think. Or if he wasn't, he would definitely be aware of it now when crowds are throwing his shit back at him when he throws it yeah. into the crowd. We don't want your shit you're throwing away. Oh, yeah. oh man. We'll see. But uh, that was, you're right, JR. That's all we're talking about. And the match, eh, whatever. At least Andrade and Alistair Black got a win, even if it was in a four-man tag match. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, as always in this, um, Penta and Phoenix were gobsmackingly amazing. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Um, uh, I, I couldn't believe um, that uh, Pac survived getting flipped onto the top of his head by Andrade for the uh, finishing move, but mm. he did. <laughs> Uh, well, it does look yeah. like we're getting FTR versus Lucha Bros out of this, so it's not all bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll watch those guys again and again. Absolutely. Man, I love FTR. I love FTR so much. I just think they're such undervalued. I mean, obviously, Tony Khan values them and stuff, but I, I never hear anyone talking about them, like on wrestling Twitter or anything like that. I don't hear people popping for them even when we were watching the pay-per-view when they came out it was a there was a real flat spot from the crowd yeah. and i just they just do such old school tully and arn wrestling so well like they're such good heels and yeah i don't know they just don't seem to be resonating hot. with the audience but yeah they're not hot yeah they're doing great work and the, but it's just not sticking for some reason and i think it might be something to do with this angle hanging out with homelander <laughs> I, don't well, think this, I don't think that helps yeah maybe not maybe not but uh, i i don't think it's a new thing though i mean those guys have been around for a while um uh and and uh i i don't remember them being really over in in the federation either yeah, uh but they weren't being they weren't being pushed what i what i would really like to see is more tag team wrestling on weekly tv Really? You don't think we're getting enough? I don't know if we get a huge amount of tag team wrestling. I mean, if we look on Dynamite this week, there's no... Is there a, a gun club versus Bear Country? But that's barely a tag team match. Yeah, it was just a squash. And then that's it. And then Rampage, there's no tag team wrestling either. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if this week was a, an anomaly, but... Um, uh, there's there's certainly that, and um, I'll go back again to repeat my 
point from last week that we need to see the ladies wrestle more often. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the ladies, there is a we'll, we'll move across to Rampage, and there is a uh, a ladies match that I quite enjoyed. But first of all, we'll uh, go through Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus the Best Friends. So, the representing the Best Friends is Orange Cassidy and. Uh, my God, I'm completely blanking on his name because I haven't written it down. I have not written it down here. Yuda. Willa Yuda. Willa Yuda, yeah. Uh, Pop for Orange Cassidy sounded like it was louder for Adam Cole initially, and then Adam Cole got in the ring and did the Adam Cole baby, and uh, that blew Orange Cassidy out of the water. Uh, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish got the win here in what was a pretty solid match for me. Uh, Fish doing most of the offense compared to Cole, yeah. kind yeah. of like, uh, you know, giving that old undisputed era dynamic of Adam Cole being the leader and his boys doing his work for him. Doing his, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of all of this? Ah, look, I thought this was really nice, a really um, high-quality start. Um, you know, not an amazing match, but great enough. Um, I, I uh, really enjoyed the um, – the, the, there was some great comedy from Orange Cassidy, mm. uh, really good. Um it started with uh, uh, both he and, and Willy Uta braced to, to uh, for a double clothesline against um, uh, I can't remember who was in the ring, but uh, to do it, and then um, Cassidy just sort of wandered back to the corner, hands on hips. Uh, so that was a bit of was a nice spot. But then um, the better one was soon after that, and um, uh, Adam Cole and he were um, trading. The hands in pockets versus Adam Cole Bebe. Uh, and uh, so uh, he, he reached up his hands to, to to do the pockets move and then Cole stopped him and then he did the Bebe thing. And, mm. and, and yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, he, uh, he, at one point, he um, I think he was covering. He went for a cover and, and he, he found the camera, around the hard cam and did the big thumbs up. It was pretty cute. But um, overall, look, it was a really solid showing, mostly from Bobby Fish, as you said, and the um, the Avalanche Falcon Arrow that he pulled to finish it was big time. I that that was one of the best finishes I've seen in a while. So mm. good, good on Bobby Fish. Yeah, he's doing he's doing really good work. Um, yeah, after being a little bit non plus with him initially, I, I'm, he's a real asset, massive asset asset for AEW. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if the same thing happens with this man. Tony Nice finally is being interviewed by uh, Tony Schiavone, and he says that uh, he's been scouting the opposition. Uh, Sammy Guevara interrupts and says uh, that uh, it's another new guy running his mouth. Uh, Tony goes to – he uh, challenges him to a match, shakes his hand, goes to walk away, and then bops him in the head uh, – bops Sammy in the head. Uh, and says the only reason that Sammy's champion is because he wasn't available yet and then wanders off. What do we think about former cruiserweight? I think he was a cruiserweight champion at some point in WWE. Taking on Sammy Guevara next week for the TNT title. Yeah, well, this is the first time he's um, appeared um, aside from the ringside. Um, yeah, the, yeah, it was like, shots. oh, Tony Nese is here. Yeah, yeah. Um, However, uh, I did find out that he has actually wrestled already on Dark. So I think he's had two matches. There you go. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> but now he's, <laughs> now, now, he's, now he's been elevated to the main show. Um, yeah, great. Um, Samuel Wynn. 
<laughs> I'm really interested to see because he is uh, he is a really good in ring wrestler. So I just I'm, I can't wait to see what he can do with the breaks off. If, you know what I mean? Like not wrestling the federation way. It's always my most interesting thing when people come. I mean, you've seen it with Brian Danielson, where it's like it's a whole new level of oh yeah, working snugly and stuff. And and even Punk is doing more moves than he used to do back in the Fed and. Uh, John Moxley is almost a completely different character to Dean Ambrose. And, yeah, it's always – I mean, they don't – you know, like Miro, for example, was probably a bit of a mess initially when he came across and now they've really hit their stride with him. And um, Yeah, I always thought Tony Nese had potential. I feel like I was one of 12 people who actually watched the Cruiserweight division, the 205 live show. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was always a, a pretty prominent part of that. So it would be interesting to say. I thought this promo was pretty good. Like a, I was quite um, – was quite solid, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, next up, we had Riho versus Britt Baker in a Black Friday deal match. <laughs> and so I'm not sure what that is. Uh, this match felt a bit messy to me in places. I don't know if you had the same um, the same feeling. There was just a few spots where it felt like the girls were maybe a, li- a little bit late, but it was also a hugely entertaining match. So you know, there was just. You know, I'm being a bit nitpicky. Uh, Riho got the win, which I was super happy with here. And um, she now has a shot at the women's title whenever she wants. What did you What did you think of uh, Riho versus Britt Baker? I, I didn't pick up on the um, on the late spots thing. Um, I, I, I definitely enjoyed the match. I like both of these uh, competitors. De- uh, and Riho, uh, especially because she's so um, nimble and um, uh, athletic and, and, and it, it has those um, really impressive twists and turns. Um, and, and she did her fantastic little um, uh, Matrix bridge move at the beginning, which is always mm. lovely, you know, really fun to watch. Yeah, it is. Um, um, she did a great couple of running knees, which are cool. Um, uh, did a um, uh, little dragon suplex, which was really impressive to, to see her pull that off on someone a lot bigger like Britt Baker. Mm. Um, clean pin at the end was really surprising. Uh, mm. It was just like Britt tried at a, uh, what was it, a fisherman's neck breaker, and uh, then Riho flipped her and then just pinned. And it was like, oh, I didn't expect that. No, me either. No, but, not at all. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much exactly my reaction as well. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. All right. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we wanted more women's wrestling. We've got a match on each show. I don't know if we could probably get a lot more than that, Tony, but it's a start. It's a start. Yeah. There should be more than one on Dynamite, put it that way, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, there was another little segment that popped up. Oh, yeah. FTR challenged the, challenged the Lucha Bros to a th- two out of three falls match. Yeah, which will be next week on Rampage. So we get Tony Nese versus Sammy Guevara and then that match on Rampage next week, which is... Um, AW always do a very good job of keeping me interested in next week's show. Just by the the matches that they set up the week before. It's like, oh, wow, you know. Um, speaking of matches I was really into, or, the, in you know, into 
before it started was Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. We got the usual interview before the main event uh, where Eddie says that Gar- Garcia is too small to hang with him and he's going to beat the shit out of him, basically. Uh, Eddie got the early advantage in this match, 2.0 interferes, and then Garcia really sort of wails on Eddie for a bit, um, attacks his knee, really sort of uh, does this smart wrestler move of attacking certain parts of his body. Uh, and then in the end, Eddie's sort of toughness wins out and, and he gets the win, but then 2.0 and Garcia start to beat him down and then Chris Jericho, for some reason, decides that He's going to get involved and he chases off uh, 2.0 and Garcia and then this is the end of Rampage. What did you think of all of this? Um, well, I, I thought there's not much to say um, until Garcia attacked Kingston's ear. Mm. Then he apparently, according to the, to the uh, announcers, had vertigo and almost slapped the referee. So it was a bit odd. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Garcia did dominate for quite a few minutes. Uh, Kingston was definitely big time selling his knees. Garcia locked in a knee submission a couple of times. Kingston hit a power bomb. Uh, he hit a big suplex on Garcia where Excalibur made the point that when your chin hits your chest, you know that things have gone horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then Ricky Starks, who had that exact thing happen to him six months ago, was like, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. So that was a nice little moment. And um, his, um, his, the finisher here reminded me of uh, like it was like almost a modified um, Judas effect, which is a spinning back fist <laughs> as yeah, opposed to a spinning, spinning back elbow. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, was, I, I, know, I always thought the Judas effect was a, Pretty lame finishing move, but um, yeah, yeah, there you go. That was that. And yeah. yeah, Jericho decided to come in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was strange because I'm just waiting for him to leave because he's got this tour, but it's just, like you say, it doesn't mm. seem like it's going to happen. So It just keeps on appearing. Um, look, I, I'm going to say that based on the history of broadcasts, that this was one of the lowest um or the least entertaining rampages it was pretty um it wasn't it wasn't uh it, it, it left me it left me wanting let's just put it that hmm. it's That's like fair enough i i enjoyed the garcia kingston match um but yeah i mean cole and fish versus the best friends uh yeah reho versus brit i wasn't blown away by it yeah, it was. Yeah, I feel like maybe Dynamite, and I mean, there were moments on Dynamite that were amazing. Obviously, MJF and Sam Punk, and even the Brian Danielson Cole Cabana stuff with Hangman and Brian after that. Um, and the Thunder Rosa Hater match was. Oh, was awesome. Thunder Rosa and Hater, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was the thing is AEW kind of make a rod for their own back because if it's not five-star wrestling, then we're all kind of like, oh, that was a bit shit. Even though, <laughs> even though in reality, it's actually still quite good, you know? Oh, totally, totally. But it's, um, yeah, man, like a fuck. I tried to watch um, Survivor Series with a mate during the week and we got 12 minutes in before we turned it off. <laughs> so uh, it's ruined the Fed for me as well. So, like, there's a part of me, I think... 
I think maybe if you're a reviewer of AEW, you should be uh, forced to watch at least 15 minutes of the Fed each week just as a comparison, to, you know what I mean? So you can come in and be like, oh, well, look, you know, it wasn't as great as other shows. It was still pretty fucking good. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, Rampage kind of just skipped by and I was like, ugh. Like if I wasn't writing down notes, I'd be pretty hard-pressed to tell you what happened. You know, it's like, oh, Orange Cassidy made me laugh once and Tony Nese is here now and, I don't know, Eddie knocked out Garcia at the end. I'm totally with you there, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I didn't take no notes, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, there wasn't really that much to... I have noticed in, you know, sort of in reviewing your mind. every week that when we do get a, a sort of, not lackluster, but, a, you know, a, a B-plus show as uh, hunter and stephanie may you may uh, classify yes, yes um usually the next week they come back pretty strong well um i i got a feeling that it may have been because it was thanksgiving mm. and they may have had some talent unavailable um they may have just taken it easy because uh, it's traditionally um, a low-rated show because people are out busy doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, but traveling around, going home, all that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So if you know why, like you know, pull out all the stops if all our audience aren't going to get a chance to see it. Yeah, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. I just. Um, I know I'm being impatient. I would just like to see AEW do something a bit more with Adam Cole. I know they've got a lot going on at the moment with Hangman and Brian Danielson, CM Punk. I know they've got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, but I think Adam Cole could be anything. I think Adam Cole could be the biggest wrestler in the company. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Doing He seems to be on Rampage a lot. And, um, yeah, I'd sort of like to see him have some singles matches, some long singles matches on Dynamite would be my prescription for Adam Cole. But anyway, we are almost at an hour, so I think that we have probably worn out our welcome, Paulie. Um, thank you for joining me, as always. Get to talk about AEW once a week, which is always fantastic. Um, we, look, Ben, every week I get figures about charts and listening figures and stuff that is um, phenomenal, and that's all because of you guys rating, reviewing, following us on, on on social media and telling your friends to listen to it. And that's obviously what is happening because the figures we get back are fucking stupendous. So if you can just keep doing that, that would be great. <laughs> uh, rating and reviewing us really does help. If it's on something like Good Pods, that gets us out to new people. Uh, Apple Podcasts obviously gets, helps us get into Apple Charts and all that sort of thing. So when people search for a wrestling podcast, we're one of the first things that comes up and, and that really helps us to get new listeners. So, uh, again, thank you for doing that. If you could do more of it, that would be great. Um, but, yeah, until next time, brother friends, may your wrestling be good wrestling and good night. Bye-bye. Yeah,